This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Our first guest, Joe Schmidt, is one of the greatest middle linebackers ever to play the game. During his 13-year career at the Detroit Lions from the 50s into the 60s, Joe went to 10 consecutive Pro Bowls, was voted first-team All-Pro all 10 of those seasons. He was named to the 1950s NFL All-Decade Team and the NFL's 50th Anniversary Team. He was a nine-year captain of the Lions, helped Detroit win two championships. He's been enshrined in both the college and pro football halls of fame, and his number 56 has been retired by the Lions, and rightfully so. Joe Schmidt, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. That was, uh, you know, hell of a entry there. (laughs) 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 With all those things, I should get a raise from the Lions. Hey, Joe, you played during an era when defensive players were allowed to actually play defense. Now all the roles have been stacked in favor of the offense. Do you recognize the game the way it's played today where defenders can't hit quarterbacks or touch receivers? You know, I was just talking the other day about that. And uh, my opinion, which may not, you know, may, people may not like it, but I think football is deteriorating. You know, you're not permitted to touch the quarterback. He's making $25 million. If I was making $25 million, they could hang me up and just hit me any time they wanted. <laughs> you know, the guys on the offensive line, defensive line, are 300 pounds. All they do is push and shove each other. They're poor tacklers all over the place. You know, some kids can tackle, secondary especially. I, I just don't... I guess I shouldn't say this, but I I do it all the time. But I I wouldn't I shouldn't say it publicly. But I I think the game is deteriorating. Okay, and in my view, of course, I go way back, and uh, you know there aren't too many people around as old as I am watching and playing football at that particular time. But football, I think, was devised to physically outdo the other guy. I don't necessarily think that's the case now. And uh, I that's changed, and uh, you know a lot of things in life have changed. So. Yeah, I guess you, some people don't realize because they have no comparison, and uh, that's good in some respect. But uh, the old guys like me still remember the days when you could, uh, you know, hit the quarterback and uh, no one would say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in that regard, just to follow up on that, Joe, because uh, we've talked about this before, you know, you hear a lot, of, I'm out here in Boston, you hear a lot about Tom Brady's fitness and his this and that. He's going to play till he's 50 years old. And, and I look at it and, and go back, and remember when Johnny Unitas, for example, was playing and guys like you were knocking him in the head and turning him upside down. I just think that a lot of this longevity of these guys uh, today is the changes of the game. I mean, if they were taking the same kind of pounding that you had to take in those days to play quarterback, uh, I don't think that they would have the longevity these guys are having either, at least at at, at a high level. What do you think? Oh, I, I agree with you. I, you know, I, I look back on uh, old Robert Lane. You know, he, played, he, never, he never wore a face mask, Bobby. Right. <laughs> and uh, of course, he got hit in the face quite a few times. But uh, I, I agree with you there. I, the longevity, uh, you know, I, it helps everybody. I guess uh, the way the game is played today, especially the quarterbacks. And uh, as I say, you know, people don't really realize the difference because it's a different era and a different uh, group of people. Uh, 
I think the quarterbacks are brought up like that in college. And uh, so I think it really probably doesn't make much difference. It's still a great game. It's still, you know, a great spectator sport. And uh, and that's the rules. So. Joe, in the 50s, you competed with Paul Brown and the Browns for supremacy. In the 60s, you're competing with Lombardi and the Packers for supremacy. Which of the two franchises was the greater challenge? Oh, boy, that's a hard question. In comparison of two great teams, two great coaches, uh, you know, each team was filled with uh, Hall of Fame guys, good football players. I, I you know, I'm, I don't know if I can make a, uh, you know, a good comparison. Uh, Otto Graham was certainly a great quarterback. Uh, uh, Gord Barstar was a great quarterback. Uh, he had great running backs. Uh, I think, you know, I would have to give the running backs as far as uh, running backs to Cleveland. Uh, Defensive-wise, uh, you know, filled with guys that could play football, great football players. I, I don't know if I can make a comparison. I don't think if there is, uh, it could be justified in make, saying one team was better than the other. Now, there might be, uh, you know, one might be a better passing team or a running team or a defensive football team, but I don't, overall, I don't, I, I would hesitate to, you know, draw a comparison and pick one or the other. Two great coaches, too. I mean, Lombardi was yeah. a great coach, and of course, Paul was a, you know, as we all know, a super coach, and uh, same with Lombardi. Uh, and uh, uh, I don't think, you know, there are any teams around today can compare with those uh, teams. And uh, I just, it was an, an era that football went through, and that's what made football so popular, and, you know, and the way it is now, and of course, uh, as we were just talking previously about the demise of football because of the rule changes and so forth. But uh, nevertheless, it's still a great game and a great spectator sport. I don't want to bring up bad memories, but in the 60s, of course, you competed against Lombardi and the, the Packers. And for three straight years there, from 60 through 62, you finished second to the Packers in the West. And Green Bay went on to win the two, uh, win two NFL titles. What made those Packer teams such a formidable challenge for you for you and the Lions well they you know one thing they uh, they're a very basic football team they could run the ball they could pass the ball they didn't do anything that they didn't feel comfortable in doing or they couldn't exercise properly so uh the team was uh, almost error free so uh if you're going to beat Green Bay uh they're not going to do it themselves they're not going to beat themselves and back then you had to you know physically beat them and and uh uh, do a good job. I remember, I think it was 62, we were, thir- they were 13-1, and one, we were 12-2, and two, and uh, we were playing Green Bay, and the score was uh, 7-6, we were winning the ball game, and it was starting to rain a little bit in the fourth quarter, and uh, I'm sitting there, looking, we're down on their 40-yard line, okay, and it was a minute and some seconds to go, and uh, they're down, and uh, we call a pass. They call from upstairs and call a pass. So I get up and start screaming, what the hell are you calling a pass? <laughs> <laughs> Give it to Nick Petrosani and let him run in line so he doesn't make it first. You know, we can run the clock off and we're going to hold him the rest of the time. They're not going to go, you know, run a fourth down and they have the rest of the field to go ahead and make a score. So we, uh, they decided they're going to throw a pass at Terry Barr and uh, I can see it to this day like I'm sitting on the, on the sideline. Don Schuller was a defensive coach and he came over and I, I said, what the hell are they doing? He says, I don't know. He says, I, I, I keep my mouth shut. So 
Anyhow, Terry on the break it was like a ten yard break, and he slips a little bit, and the ball was a timing pass, and the ball was gone, and uh, they hit the defensive back uh, right in the chest, and they go down and about the, our thirty yard line. We hold them, they kick a field goal, and we lose nine seven. So then we killed him on Thanksgiving. Anyway, just went after him. And I don't know. He had like. 12, 13, 14 sacks that day on Thanksgiving. But they had a good football team. There's no question about it. And Vince was a, you know, a great coach. And uh, but I remember that. Uh, you know, I, I felt in my heart if we win that game, we we're gonna, you know, go ahead to be in a championship. And uh, of course, that never developed. So, but uh, I guess we could all say that in, in life in different aspects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that Thanksgiving game in '62, you did have the. the the 12 sacks, five turnovers, scored a defensive touchdown, safety. You ruined Lombardi's perfect season with that thrashing. Did you ever plan a game with a more perfectly executed game plan than that day? Well, yeah, I guess not. We uh, definitely were out to win the ball game, and uh, we had all kind of different blitzes lined up. And uh, what happened is we, you know, we shut their run down like they were running ball and of course Green Bay that was what they you know, lived on with uh, you know, Horney and Taylor and uh, they could run the ball very well pull the guards you know trap and and uh, control the game so uh, we, you know we eliminated it by always keeping them in a in a circumstance where they you know had to throw the ball and of course we blitzed them and uh, we uh, I think we just got them to a point where they sort of got frustrated and uh, all of a sudden they start making a few mistakes too but uh, it proved that they were human and uh, we had a good football team but uh, you know no one remembers uh, second place guys <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> yeah otherwise they resent, they remember me you know but <laughs> uh, in 62 that defense may be one of the most underrated of all time you know, the Hall of Famers, Night Train Lane, and Yale Larry, of course, Dick LeBeau. Uh, you also had Alex Carras, an all-decade player. You had Roger Brown, the other tackle, who's been discussed as a senior candidate for the Hall. Uh, what made that group tick? What made that group great? Well, they, they were all good football players. They, they had the intensity and the uh, ability. Uh, Alex was very quick. He was, you know, uh, about six, one or two, uh, you know, about two, fifty, sixty, and he had quick hands and quick feet, and he could. You know, uh, it was difficult to block him. Roger was big. You know, he was 350 pounds, and there weren't that too many 350 pounds guys floating around at that particular time. And uh, you know, um, we had two defensive ends, uh, McCord and uh, Sam Williams. Uh, they were, you know, both about six three, six four, about 250, and good could run. We had just you know good people, good personnel, and uh, there weren't too many people at that on that during that time it uh, controlled us and uh, we could get out and you know turn the ball over for the offense and uh, get it in good position and be able to score so uh, yeah I, I, I think that whole season we, you know we, we had 12 wins were mostly because of the uh, defensive football team and uh, yeah, we just great players with, with uh, uh, great intensity you know they just uh, hung together and we had a good time they had good good guys uh, you know because great sense of humor and on the team and it was just a fun time and uh actually unfortunately you know we came up short <laughs> yeah we like we like to thank joe schmidt for stopping by to visit with us the welcome mat is there for you joe anytime you want to stop by thank you for bringing up uh, all those old times thank you great right honor talking to take you. care
You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Mike Pereira of Fox Sports. When you want the right call, do what I do. Listen to the Talk of Fame Network. 